the minute, the second Tim Cook Mission Impossible and M1 into the iPad Pro, a bunch of you started asking me if Apple would mission even more impossible an M1 into the iPhone 13. But as I've explained, they already did with the iPhone 12 because the M1 is basically just an A14 on Hulk serum. So that made the kind of sense that really, really didn't. I mean, you can't just keep an iPhone on the exact same Apple Silicon generation for two years in a row. But what about the next generation? What about M2? Sponsored by Brilliant. I made this video the other day to explain how Apple scales their silicon from increasingly performant versions of the same generation, like A14, M1, maybe M1X soon, to the next generation, like A15, maybe M2, M2X eventually. And I get why that's so damn confusing, because Apple's just using all these letter and number jumbles, and that means I just have to keep making videos to help logically group and relate them all together, which is the exact reason why I made that video explaining why it would be all shades of redundant and ridiculous to put an M1 in the iPhone 13 since the A14 and the iPhone 12 already has the same ice storm efficiency cores, firestorm performance cores, same graphics and neural engine cores, same image signal processors, performance and machine learning controllers, encode and decode accelerators, just same, same, same. M1 just has more of those efficiency, performance, and graphics cores, along with Thunderbolt controllers and some Mac-specific virtualization and emulation accelerators thrown in as well, which is why it draws more power, like 25 to 26 watts of power compared to the iPhone's current five to six watts. So, you know, it doesn't melt. Now, M2 will be the next generation M1, just like A15 will be the next generation A14. And yes, Apple can always play with the names, but until such time as the pattern ends, we will act as though Apple intends to pattern on. They'll both be the same next generation Apple Silicon IP. And Apple's been delivering next generation Silicon IP pretty much every year on the year since 2010. Typically like 20% faster, sometimes more for graphics, sometimes more for efficiency, especially when there's a die shrink, but every year on the year as well. And with A15 and M2 specifically, we'll get the latest, greatest Taiwan Semiconductor 5 nanometer process that Apple money and premium device scale can buy, which is a lot, a lot, a lot, pretty much all of it, as well as maybe the ARM V9 instruction set, which won't mean nearly as much to Apple as it will be to other vendors who are essentially getting Apple's last few years of features reverse engineered and democratized for them. Thank you, ARM but maybe some nice improvements for matrix multipliers. But ARM is just such a tiny, tiny, small part of Apple Silicon these days anyway, especially when you consider the GPU cores, the neural engine cores, and all the features Apple is packing in beyond the big compute modules anyway, every accelerator and controller and on and on, which is why I wouldn't be surprised like at all if Apple moved to a custom instruction set architecture one day, a Swift ISA or whatever. But if you wanna see that video, let me know. Now, M2 is gonna be delivering all of Apple's industry-leading silicon improvements to the next generation iPad Pro and to the next generation MacBook Air, as well as any and all other next generation ultra low power Macs. But the bigger question really is, would there be any benefit, like any benefit at all, in putting that into the next generation iPhone 13 as well? Anything like the benefit Apple got from putting the M1 into the current iPad Pro? And well, for me personally, yes, Thunderbolt would be terrific, beyond terrific. The iPhone has been stuck on basically USB 2.1 speeds for what feels like all time always at this point. 
And it was annoying enough when all we were trying to move and sync were relatively small video files back and forth to the Mac. But with 4K 60 and maybe 8K one day soon, 10-bit Dolby Vision HDR, and maybe 12-bit Next, those files, they damn well aren't so small anymore. With every single Mac and even the iPad Pro having Thunderbolt now, the rule should be Pro on the box means Thunderbolt on the port. But what about all the extra cores, the extra efficiency and performance and graphics cores in an M2, assuming it'll be similar to an M1. Would that be helpful to an iPhone 13? Maybe if Apple added some kind of Samsung desk-style desktop mode, but even on an A15, it would already just crash any other phone, non-Apple tablet, and most PCs on the market anyway. Plus that whole 25 to 26 watt power draw would still be as melty as a John Favreau grilled cheese sandwich inside a tiny iPhone chassis. So about the only way I could see Apple putting an M2 into the iPhone 13 is if they decided to just go all in on the M brand and MDK the A-series naming entirely, just murder, death, kill, flip the silicon tables and call the iPhone chip M2, the ultra low power Mac variant, something like M2E for efficiency, the higher power Mac variant, M2P for performance or pro, and then maybe save M2X for extreme for whatever arc reactor version they end up spinning up for the Apple Silicon Mac Pro. But I just don't see Apple doing that at all. For a bunch of reasons, I see them sticking with the Silicon branding that brung them. And that means A15 for the iPhone 13 and maybe the next iPad Air, if and only if Apple picks up the pace on the iPad Air, then M2 for the next iPad Pro and ultra low power Macs like the MacBook Air, and M2X or M2 Pro or whatever Apple ends up calling the higher performance chipset for the next generation of Pro Max. But that still means the iPhone 13 will be getting an M2. It'll just be an M2 Junior, AKA A15, one that makes just far, far more sense in an iPhone, including the neural engine cores that are now allowing Apple to bring iOS features to the Mac at the same time, in real time, day and date, like live text. And to learn more about how that works, check out brilliant.org slash Ritchie. Because Brilliant is this amazing website and app that teaches you the fundamentals of algorithms and neural networks. Everything from character recognition like live text or the iPad scribble feature it was built on to search like in Spotlight, but also math and science and computer science, logic and deduction, physics, quantum mechanics, game theory, even cryptocurrency. And it's built on learning while doing and solving real challenges in real time with no memorization for long, messy formulas or fact sheets, no tests or grades, just instant feedback that coaches you bit by bit so you can improve rapidly and learn the foundational concepts behind the most important new careers, literally before you even realize it. So if you want to go from using Apple Silicon to maybe one day working on it, you can get your start today with Brilliant. Just go to brilliant.org slash Ritchie and click the link on the description. Pick a course and get started now. And clicking on that link really helps out the channel.